Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. The Dog Show is brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care. All the best food, treats, and toys for your dog and cat. Find them online at allthebestpetcare.com and see where all of their 10 locations are around Western Washington, including their brand new Holman Road location in North Ballard, Northwest Seattle. Be sure to check out the new location The Dog Show is also brought to you in part by The Natural Pet Pantry, naturalpetpantry.com, Seattle's original raw and cooked food for dogs and cats, Uh, the food that I choose to feed my personal dogs, and you know how picky I am if you've heard the show before. Uh, Again, naturalpetpantry.com, excellent food locally made here in Seattle. And it's good to be here today, as always. Uh, Had a wonderful guest last week. We were talking with John Katz, author of Soul of a Dog, um, and his book and his life with his dogs on his farm in upstate New York. And it was a really, really wonderful interview, and he is a wonderful man, and it was a very well-timed show. I mentioned a little bit last week that I had to put down my 12-year-old um what I thought was a shepherd mix for many years, but um, actually ended up being a lab sighthound mix, Chewy. And um, it all happened pretty fast. I didn't talk too much about it last week because I wasn't sure how much I would be able to talk about it because it had just happened a few days before that. But um, it's been uh, quite a time. It's It's been about a week and a half now, and I've never really had to go through this before um, with any being this close to me um you know I've lost grandparents and stuff like that which is hard but you know I spent pretty much every day for 12 years with him and um so I'm really learning a lot about myself and just a ton of reflection happening as a result of you know having to go through this and go through this grieving process in a way that I've never had to before um so I'm going to talk about some different aspects of that. And I would really love, love to hear from listeners out there who have um, something to share, maybe an experience that you had in losing a dog or questions about it. I would really, really love to talk to people out there listening. Um, It's been really helpful for me talking with people in my life who have gone through this before because I know that they know how hard it is. So last last week I was in I was out of sorts quite a bit hmm. and uh I didn't even I don't even think I acknowledged you the whole show Eric so I apologize <laughs> for that. All right. I was just really trying to get through it. Well, we we had uh, you had that going on and of course the uh the big interview with Mr. Katz. So yeah. uh, I'm glad you managed to uh you know maximize the time uh, with him because it was a really interesting interview. Yeah. And uh, maybe the first time cats have been on the dog talk show. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> Well, we had Cat Albrecht of Oh, missing, that's true. That's true. Missing pet partnership. Something of a trend here with people yeah. with cat in their yeah. name. Writing about dogs, yeah. Um, Yeah, and his book is really actually, I wasn't quite done with it last week, and I've since finished it, and it's been really helpful um, to read that book, um, you know, going through what I'm going through. Uh, it's, It's a wonderful, wonderful book. I really recommend if you've ever been close to a dog. Um, to read this book, Soul of a Dog by John Katz, K-A-T-Z. And you can find it. I asked him where people can get the book, and he said anywhere books are sold. So definitely check that out. Um, So first of all, well, it was a really um, interesting experience with Chewy because it kind of happened fast. And uh, he... Was he kind of crashed on uh, on a Saturday, and then it was like the next Thursday. Took him to the vet because he crashed again, and mm. found out that he was bleeding into his abdomen. Mm. So you know that's I've never gotten news like that from a vet, and it was yeah. like, ooh, <laughs> that's 
that's real. That's not like, oh, because he's had broken teeth. And now, was there a traumatic accident or something that would have no. caused that? It just... Well, um, it can be caused by that, but he um, most likely had uh, tu- a tumor or tumors okay. attached to, you know, something, his spleen, his liver, mm-hmm. you know, something in there, and that, that was causing him to bleed. Okay. Um, but we actually... We have Shelly in Redmond on line one, who sounds like she has something to share. Hi, Shelly. Hello. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, you had made a request to talk to somebody that has had to put their pet down or lost a pet. Yeah. And about eight months ago, uh, my little girl, Abigail, she was 12, came down with diabetes. Mm. And she um, was having a really hard time adjusting to the... Um, insulin shots. We couldn't get the right dosage, and she was just tired all the time. And I, against my family's better wishes, I could just tell in her eyes that she was done. Mm. And I had her put down, and you know it was really hard. Um, close isn't even the word. Everywhere I went, she went and yeah. slept with me in the bed and the covers. And <laughs> yeah, um, it was funny. The thing that I was missing the most, besides her companionship and I didn't know it until she was gone, was hearing her little toes click on our linoleum kitchen floor. Yeah. And one night I was crying. It was about three days afterwards. And I said, Abby, I miss hearing your toes click. And the next time I got up from the couch and walked across, she walked behind me and let me hear her toes click. Wow. And um, it just kind of let me know that she was okay. Yeah. And it was really settling. And, I haven't had to ask since, but I think that if I asked her, she'd let me hear them again. But it was it was just enough. She was still around. That's the new puppy. Sorry about that. <laughs> new puppy has something to say, too, huh? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, I know she's there. So it, it was really comforting. Yeah, you know, it's two things that come to mind for me <laughs> um, is the, you know, having to make that decision because that's what I was faced with very quickly was, okay, what am, what's the choice that I'm going to make given the information that I now have and that, you know, my main main instinct was to protect him. And it was like, okay, well, you know, he's 12. The chances for surgery were really not good. And I just, I didn't want to wait for a crisis to put him down. So I just decided to let him go. And it was such a hard decision to make to end your dog's life when they're still alive. And, you know, you're the one who has to kind of pull the cord, so to speak. And I can, I can appreciate how hard it must have been for you to make that decision, even when you are having disagreement from the people in your life, but when you felt in your gut that she was just ready. And I, I definitely felt with Chewy that, you know, he was just ready. It was his time and that I could let him go. I, I was so concerned with it that I called, I was driving down to California a couple weeks ago and I called a, there was a radio show with a pet psychic. And it was funny because Abigail, before I even mentioned anything, had jumped. I hadn't seen her jump in years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> jumped into her so that she literally just bounced right into her brain and all she was saying was thank you thank you thank you thank you yeah so your mom's instincts yeah your instinct was right and you need to know that yeah and that's something that i really you know want to let people know uh you know if when they're faced with this this decision and i was fortunate to have really wonderful vets who told me this as well in addition to my friends and family was you know, it's such a hard decision to make, but to listen to your gut. And my gut was, t- my my gut was clear. It, my head wasn't clear, but my gut was clear. You know, I was present to this sort of sense of peace around his death and that it just was his time. And it's my head and my heart that were having a hard time kind of dealing with it. But, you know, just so important to trust that instinct and that nobody knows your dog like you do. And nobody knows, you know, what's best for them and what they would want you to do because you can't ask them, really. Right. Yep, your, so. your instinct is definitely the way to go, and I wish you all the best, and I will pray for comfort angels to be around you. Well, thanks. Now, what's your new puppy's name? Israel. We call him Izzy. And is he a beagle? He is 
for the first time ever since I was born, we've had purebred beagles. He is a beagle cocker spaniel mix. Oh. He jumped while I was Googling beagles, and he popped up, and I knew immediately when I saw his picture, I drove to another state to get him, yeah. and he's a mixed breed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, thought, so I, heard, I th- thought I heard some beagle in that bark. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a babe, but not too much, but yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Well, Shelly, thanks so much for calling in and sharing your story. And we are going to get $50 in wellness gift vouchers out to you. Did we get your address yet? No, not yet. Okay, well, we're going to send you back to Darcy and get your mailing address, and we'll get those out to you. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks for calling in. All right. You know, it's, uh, it is... That was a big part of the, you know, the first part of going through it, kind of being in shock, but just really having to go off of instinct. And, you know, she said, uh, Shelley said, um, you know, that it is a, a mother mothering instinct. And I can definitely identify with that because that is a lot of how I felt. Um, you know, I'm clear that he's not that Chewy was not a human child. He was a dog, but it was my role to protect him and to caretake him. And, you know, he did that. He returned that to me as well, but it's a very powerful instinct. And to really listen to that, um, when you're faced with such a hard decision, should I, should I pursue surgery? Should I put him through that? Will, will, would I be doing that just for, for me or for him and kind of being clear about that? But, you know, they say, listen to your gut for a reason. And it's really down in that route that, you know, I think that it's either the right time or not. And that was really what I was able to be present to. And I'm definitely really grateful for that because that's what's kind of keep, you know, getting me through this other stuff as well. So thanks for calling in, Shelly. Well, we're going to take a break and we will be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Dog Talk Show on Alternative Talk 1150. injury old or new that won't heal are you fighting a colder illness you can't kick do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past for over a decade robert meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options don't settle for pain and illness call 425-828-6190 that's 425-828-6190 again 425-828-6190 the acupuncture and sports clinic of kirkland heal faster play longer Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Join Martha Norwalk every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Discreet Green. This Sunday, December 30th, we'll welcome in the new year with the Jingle Cats version of Old Lang Syne. It's also Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our animal friends. In addition to our regulars, Suzanne Beauregard from Joint Animal Services will share the latest in disaster preparedness relating to our animal friends. Plus, Christy Legale from Living Humane will join us. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. No other station brings you this much variety. Welcome to Alternative Talk 1150 a.m. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Show. I'm your host, Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk 1150 a.m. And we're talking today about uh, losing your dog. Because that's happened to me, and uh, it happened to me a couple weeks ago, week and a half ago. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who are either going through this now or have gone through this at some point. And I'm now a member of that club, too, because he was my first mm-hmm. of my own. And uh, it's it's quite an experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of feelings. I'm learning a lot about myself. Um, so I'm going to, and there's lots of different 
just kind of different aspects, you know, and, you know, I'm going to talk in this show today about my dachshund who, you know, he was her boy too. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I got her when he was about six and uh, she was seven weeks old. So she lived with him all of her life as well. Mm -hmm. And my observations about her and kind of what I learned about if you have to put a dog down and then you have dogs still in your pack, you know, you have a multiple dog household. What I found for my dogs anyway to be really helpful in getting them through that grieving process too. Um, so we had a caller uh, in the last segment who shared her story of uh, her 12-year-old beagle that she had to put down, I think she said, about eight months ago. And we sent her off. Uh, we will be sending her off $50 in Wellness Natural Pet Food gift vouchers and uh wellness natural pet food has a balance of lean meats and whole grains and fruits and veggies and guarantees that the quality of all the ingredients is never compromised and you can find out about retailers of wellness food um, at wellnesspetfood.com slash seattle and there's uh, exclusive savings offers um, on that website as well and that's wellnesspetfood.com slash seattle and uh I've got, we gave away $50 in gift vouchers already. I'm going to give away another $50 in gift vouchers today to the next caller who has something to share about the experience of losing a dog or maybe you have an older dog and you're kind of starting to think about that or dreading that as I did um, and really accepting that he was now an older dog and all that kind of stuff. So give us a call, 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527 or toll-free in Western Washington, 888-298-5569. And we will send you out $50 in gift vouchers. And you can also talk to us about your experience, either having lost a a dog um, or maybe you're kind of facing that decision and you have questions about that. I would really love to talk with you because I've just recently gone through that and it really helps to talk to people who understand your experience. Mm-hmm. So give us a call, 425-373-5527 or toll-free in Western Washington, 888-298-5569. For the next caller, we will be giving you $50 in Wellness Natural Pet Food Gift Vouchers. Good very, deal. Very good. Um, So, Eric, you had a... Uh, You've talked about the dog that you used to have. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you Duke. Were Duke. Yes. And you were out of the house when Duke had to be yeah, put yeah. down. Yeah, he was uh he was my uh my dog and one of my best friends actually when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And uh and after high school I ended up uh moving up from California up to Washington. And um uh, about I, I'd say about five years after I moved out actually. Uh, he had, I guess, a, a degenerative uh, disease, so his hips actually kind of um, disintegrated, um, unfortunately, mm. and he uh, had to be put down, or uh, my mom actually had to make the decision to put him down uh, so that he wasn't in a lot of pain for his remaining years. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then she gave me the news afterwards, and and I, I'm just very happy that I didn't have to make that call because... Yeah. I, I don't know uh, if I, I could have made that decision. I, I think I would have had yeah. to have uh, somebody else do it uh, for me because, again, he was like my best friend while I was, yeah. uh, you know, growing up. And and so um, losing him was hard enough uh, being away from him, you know, for that five years. But if if I had, had still been living there, it would have been really, really hard. Yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's something for sure. And it's still something that I, you know, I think back on and it still kind of makes me sad, you know. Yeah. Still miss him, you know. Yeah. I think I'll I'll miss Chewy for the rest of my life. It's not probably not going to, I hope not hurt so bad as it does <laughs> yeah. now. But, you know, and he was with me from age 20 to 32. And mm-hmm. I mean, talk about getting me through some times. I imagine, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, and just doing so much reflecting on what I learned about love through him and, mm-hmm. and all this uh it's, it's quite impressive but he was i've said that he's sort of like my my handrail or my guardrail through through that very intense decade plus mm-hmm. and uh you know he he definitely gave back to me what i what i put into him and it was i'm one of the things that i'm present to 
in the grieving process is how blessed I feel to have had him with me mm-hmm. and that he kind of came to me and found me and, you know, he was just my buddy first, you know, through some pretty tough times and yeah. a, a move across the country and lots of breakups and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> well, we have uh, a Hilda in Seattle with a story. Hi, Hilda. Welcome to the show. Hello. So do you have a story about a dog? Oh, I have a, a kind of wonderful but also a sad story about a dog. Uh, it's been three years, August 28th, that he was put to sleep. He was 17. Wow. He lived on the street at the Seattle University Village for seven years. Uh-huh. Totally on his own. Huh. I seen him on television on Channel 7 one, one noon, and uh, they, they were uh, telling, you know, that QFC is going to have grand opening, and they have this little wild dog running around, and they want him out of there. Uh-huh. And they had set traps and animals control, try to catch him and everything. Well, anyhow, I love dogs, and uh, I thought, oh, I'm going to go over there and check it out, and uh, I went over there, and I seen him. He was sitting on the retaining wall, and but, you know, he paid no attention to me, but I left some food and fresh water, and I uh, went back every day, sometimes two and three times, and I didn't see him, and I went back for 14 months every day. And then, finally, when they had grand opening, you know, for the for the store, I asked the contractor if he could build a doghouse, a large doghouse. He wouldn't go in into anything small, and he agreed. He was a wonderful man. And anyhow, 14 months later, one evening at 7.30, we had a little snow, and I was there at 1 o'clock, and I could see footprints around the doghouse. And I went there at 7.30, and I... Uh, he was in there, in the doghouse, all curled up in the sleeping bag that I had put in. And the doghouse, you know, there was a Mr. Hoffman there. He had a, a contracting business. He mm-hmm. left, he gave me the key to the gate and everything. He was also very nice and helpful. Anyhow, he had given me some bricks and boards, you know, to, to block off the, the the front door to the doghouse. Yeah. And uh, I did that. And then uh, the contractor had... He had asked me to make a little sketch, you know, for the doghouse. And I said, yes, the roof should have hinges so I can lift it up to clean and all this, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, he was in there, and I quickly lifted it up, and I threw a blanket on top of him. And uh, I just jumped on top of him. I know I was 70 then. <laughs> I'm 80 now. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Anyhow, I got him, and I got him in a carrier, and I got him in a car, and I got him home, and I had him upstairs in the room for, like, three weeks, and he was very nice. I had a big, huge cookie sheet in there covered with paper, and he did piddle on it. He was, you know, Uh but then he kind of huddled always in the corner, and then I kind of sat down next to him once, and I scooped, scooted over to him, and I just talked to him, and I just said, you you live in the house now, and you're going to be okay. And, and my God, did he, it was like a miracle. He let me touch him. And did he learn to just really be comfortable with you after some yes, time? Yes, yeah. I lived alone, and I have a, oh, I tell you, it's the hardest thing. And we had nice, good 10 years together. Mm. And, you know, he had a bad heart murmur, and he had glaucoma at the end. And I, I went to holistic fets, all the fets around here, Elliott Bay, everywhere. They could not remove the bad eye because he had this bad heart murmur, and, you mm-hmm. know, he would not. He was 17 by then. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you can't be selfish, you know. You really, I, I, I didn't want him to go, but you can't be selfish. Yeah. The medicine, the pain medicine, you, you know, would have harmed his stomach and yeah. everything, and, and we did it. So you decided, decided to let him go? August 28, 1960. Yes, it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I still, I, 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 I have pictures all over him. And, you know, we went to Europe together as wild as he was three times. Wow. I had him in the airplane and he in a Sherpa bag and he was fine. Well, he's, know, been he to, he's been to Europe three more times than I have then. Yeah, well, <laughs> well yeah, I have an old brother over there, he's 83. And, yeah. And we went three times and he loved it. He loved it over there and... Um, and uh, I called then, after he was put to sleep, I called Channel 7, Steve Rabel, mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. And uh, he looked in the archive, you know, and sent me the tape. Oh, yeah. And in uh, the script, you know, when they went over there to interview, interview the workers that uh-huh. built QSC, you know, I mean, it, oh, God, it was just... Well, that's yep. amazing. I can I can just picture you as a seventy-year-old woman well, then, jumping then into I was, a. I was then seventy-seven when he passed away, you know. Mm. But but uh, he he was I tell you perfect. I have another little dog right now that that somebody rescued at an Indian reservation over by Richland, uh-huh. and this little girl also lived at a landfill for seven months on her own. Mm. And this man works for Indian Affairs, and he went there on a on a on a on a, on a complaint about um, uh, oil spill or something, and he he caught her. You know, uh-huh. it took him four days, and yeah. uh, and she's been she's going to be here now October six two years. Oh, and good. She, she too was wild, and she's still a little bit, you know, a little bit of a little beastie, but yeah. she's coming along. Well, it sounds like you have a really wonderful. A natural connection with dogs and your well, commitment I, I, to rescuing yeah. them is wonderful. I, I, I'm kind of a magnet, I think, for those throwaway little animals. Yeah. You know, I just, I also have three kitties and I have a pigeon without no feed that I rescued down on Market Street. Wow. And, have a, and I have a 64-year-old cockatoo. Well, thank you, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your wonderful story oh, about I, capturing I them. I feel your pain. I feel yeah. your pain. It, it's the worst. Yeah, thanks, Hilda. It, it, it is the worst. All right, did we get your address yet? Yes, you did. Okay, wonderful. We'll get and the. And thank you for talking about animals. I mean, I I just love them, and especially the older ones. You know. Yeah. That they're close to their end lives, and I mean it's. Yeah. They want they absolutely wonderful, you yeah. know, they want. And we had 10 good years with Kui, you know. Good. And I thank him for being so good if yeah. he can hear me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank well, you thanks, very much. Well, okay. thanks, Hilda. Okay. Bye. Bye. Now that's a story. Mhm. <laughs> 14 months she went back and went back and went back. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. I can just picture her telling them to put a hinge on the roof so that she could come in from the top and basically putting a blanket on the dog and then just jumping in there. I mean, <laughs> that's that's exceptional. That's extraordinary. And that dog's been to Europe three more times than I have. So. Yeah, he's quite an adventurer. <laughs> yeah. I could go live with Hilda and maybe get some trips to Europe out of it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it, it's been, um, you know, it's just, it's something that... So many people can relate to, and it's been really helpful to talk with people who just really acknowledge that it, it is not for everybody, but for a lot of people, it, it is losing a family member. I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, he, your dog, Eric, was like your best friend through high school. And, yeah, Duke was, yeah. 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 So it's, and talk about traumatic times, high school. <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> that can be a tough time for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Couldn't pay me enough to get to go back there. Um. You know, it's interesting, too, because with as much as I'm, you know, noticing about my own feelings going through the grieving process, losing Chewy, who was my dog for 12 years, um, sometimes I kind of catch myself like, wait a minute, like, like I'm embarrassed or that I I feel like, uh, is this appropriate for me to be feeling such intense feelings over his loss, Mm -hmm. given that he was a dog? Right. And I mean, obviously, I host a talk radio show all about dogs. I write about dogs. I work with dogs. I basically devote my life to them. But it is kind of, and I I bet other people feel this too. Um, And I'm certainly fortunate enough to be surrounded by people who really acknowledge and validate how hard this is to go through. Mm -hmm. But I imagine there's probably some people who don't have that human support around them in going through losing a pet because not everybody really views dogs as their family member. I mean, Mm -hmm. more and more these days, you know, they're, they're surveying people in this country and, you know, 50 years ago it was like flip flopped. I think John Katz last week in our interview had said that there was a Harvard study or something like that. And it was like 90 something percent of people asked in 1960 said that, dogs were not that dogs didn't have souls and three percent said they did or something like that mm. and that they did a, that survey again recently and it was actually like flopped like 
90-something percent of people said, yeah, of course dogs have souls. And well, we know a... now that all dogs go to heaven. Well, so thanks to Disney. <laughs> yes, thanks to Disney. <laughs> so like, clearly they got to have something. Yeah. And it, it brings up a lot about, um, you know, spiritual beliefs and death really is, is something to go through. So uh, we've got I've got a lot more to talk about this when we come back. I'm going to talk about my little Leia, my little dachshund and her experience, what I've observed of her experience going through this loss as well and what I've learned about that, too. So um Stay tuned in. We'll be back in just a few minutes with the Dog Talk Show on Alternative Talk 1150. For more than 25 years, All the Best Pet Care has been helping people choose the best foods, treats, and toys for their dogs and cats. They are a locally owned family business bringing about little miracles every day by following the Mother Nature model of nutrition. Stop by to meet their adoption cats, schedule an anesthesia-free dental cleaning, or bring your dog to the toy testing area. Visit their new store in Edmonds next to the PCC and their expanded Redmond store in the Whole Foods Plaza. To learn more, go to allthebestpetcare.com or follow them on Facebook. Seattle Weight Loss and Wellness offers physician-supervised weight loss called Ideal Protein. Ideal Protein ignites fat metabolism without compromising your muscle tissue and provides one-on-one education in making healthy and delicious food choices for long-term success. Your body is prepared to continue burning fat while you successfully maintain your newly achieved ideal body weight and increased vitality. Visit SeattleWL.com. Mention this ad for $50 off your initial consultation fee. That's SeattleWL.com. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Show. I'm your host, Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150. And I'm talking with listeners and talking about sharing my experience of losing my 12-year-old dog, Chewy, about a week and a half ago. Rather suddenly, and uh, it's definitely a, uh, there's just so much to the experience. I've never had to grieve uh, a being as close to me as he was, and um, I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning a lot about the grief process, and I'm also, I've learned a lot about my little dachshund, Leia, who is six and a half, and... um, you know, I got her at seven weeks, and so, she, you know, Chewie raised her as much as I did, and she was with him when I wasn't with him, you know, since I got her. If I would leave the house and leave the dogs at home, it would be them hanging out together, and I'd be out doing whatever I was doing. So, you know, I was, I was definitely concerned about her and what her experience was, and we, um, we decided to... Uh, actually bring the dogs, Leia and Levi, our year-old cattle dog, actually into the room with us for the euthanasia to be with Chewie and to kind of be there for that so that they kind of understood what happened, like that we didn't just leave the house with him and leave them at home and then come back without him and have them continue to look for him or maybe not understand you know I don't know what you know really how dogs think and what that really looks like and kind of what their thoughts look like and all that kind of stuff and and uh but it seemed like it would be appropriate there as much of the pack as we were and that it would help them to kind of be a part of that and that you know it's 
death is a as natural of a phenomenon as birth is. And I think especially in this culture, we're really afraid of death, understandably so. But it's, you know, I think maybe um, sort of swayed in where we do everything that we can to prevent death when it, when really it's it's just part of the deal and, and that it's it's okay, even though it's hard that it's okay. And that's been something that has helped me sort of deal with my grief around, you know, Chewie's absence is just knowing that, you know, it's not something that I have control over and there's really no point in resisting it because it's going to happen whether I resist it or not. So, but Leia, um, so we were in the room and I was sitting with Chewie in between my legs and, uh, you know, they, the dogs were hanging out and they definitely knew something was going on and she knew that he was not well. She had been sticking pretty close to him for at least a few weeks, maybe even, maybe even longer than that, you know, in hindsight, she was sleeping more with him and was just really kind of sticking close. And when he would get acupuncture, he got acupuncture for his back. She would actually lay against him during that. I think she was kind of trying to get in on it. Um, and so he was in between my legs and the vet uh, had given him a sedative just to relax him a little bit, but he was still, you know, very much conscious. And I was just kind of holding him and, uh, he was just kind of laying there. It's kind of laying upright and Leia was kind of on the bed next to him. And then my vet, you know, gave him the shot of, uh, pentobarbital, something pentobarbital, which is actually what, what euthanizes them. And, um, as soon as he started to administer the shot, Leia, got up and moved around to my back and laid across my back, up against my back, and I had Chewie in between my legs. So she knew something was going on and didn't like it. And uh, and then, you know, he, Chewie left. I felt him go. I knew when he went, and it wasn't, it was before his heart had stopped beating. I could feel him let go, and I knew that he was gone. And, um, on the way home, you know, we, we stayed in there for probably a half an hour with him. And, uh, after he was put down, um, and just kind of talking to him and thanking him and telling him how beautiful I always thought he was and that it was okay for him to go. It was really important for me that he really felt that it was okay, that I would be okay and that he could go. And, um, we were in the car on the way home and, um, Leia was in the front seat. Darcy was holding her on her lap and she was saying how she felt really heavy. And then she started making this sound that was like a really strange whine. It was almost sounded like a wheeze, but it was a whine. And it was like a dog version of crying was what it felt like. It was just like, ugh. and she was depressed for like three or four days, really depressed. And, I mean, you know, and obviously, I mean, it's appropriate that she would feel that way, but it was hard for me to see her depressed. It was kind of breaking my heart twice to see her sad. I didn't want her to feel sad, but then I kind of, after a little while, realized it's okay for her to feel sad. So do I, and it's appropriate. But um, I actually talked with somebody who randomly called me, somebody that I met when I was doing a, a, a talk at Pharmaca in Seattle, just someone who wandered in and who had just lost one of his dogs and had a dog that he, um, that he and his partner had still, and he was really concerned. And I got a random call from him and he suggested that I take out Chewy's bed and bowl and those kinds of things because Leia's bed was next to his and, um, that that might help her to, to move on because with the way that dogs think and the way that dogs are present, it might just sort of keep reopening the wound, the wound in a way that's not productive to keep things around. You know, if she was there, she saw, you know, she witnessed what happened. She saw Chewie go and witnessed his death. Then it wouldn't necessarily make sense to her dog brain that his scent was still around really strongly, that his bed was still there and that it was actually, you know, that she wasn't experiencing that as I was. For me, it was kind of a, a bittersweet, you know, sort of comforting, but also sort of painful to see his bed, especially. 
Um, but for her, I think it was just really confusing. So I, t- I took the bed out, I washed it, and uh, took his bowl out. And that seemed to really help. And I also did something, too, that I you know, learned from for sure. But I had a, I have a bag of his hair that smells like him. And, um, I was, you know, I can, it's a Ziploc bag and I can, you know, go in and smell him still and feel his hair and, and that kind of thing. And, uh, it was just a few days after he died and I had my hand in it and I was feeling his hair and, and then, um, you know, to close the bag and, and decided to like let Leia smell my hand so I did. I put my hand down and, and she sniffed it and it was like not a good thing to do. I definitely have not done it again since then and I don't recommend that anybody else does this with their dog. But it really freaked her out. She was like, oh my God, ah, and ran, you know, she took off and ran away and was just like really noticeably freaked out. And I imagine, I guess I would liken it to a human seeing a ghost because of dog's sense of smell is like their eyesight. So, you know, their sense of smell is their primary sense. It's like our sight for people who have sight. It's what we get most of our information from the environment with. And so for her, it's scent. And so to have her smell his scent after when she knows that he's gone, just totally whacked her out and I felt really bad and kind of like a jerk for doing that, but I didn't know obviously and haven't done it since then, but, um, she's doing better now, you know, obviously been giving her lots of attention. Um, but they, you know, they go through it too. And I found it to be really helpful to, to remove his bed and, and for her to help her move on because dogs experience, I think time differently than we do. Um, you know, if he's gone, he's gone. And for her to be able to move on and adjust to kind of really just get his bed out, get the, the stuff with a lot of his scent out of the house so that she can move on more naturally. Because I guess in nature, once they're gone, they're gone. Then she can't really comprehend like the memory of him like we do. So it was just really interesting. And it's definitely brought me closer with Leia um, going through this together. Uh, you know, and knowing that on some level she's feeling what I feel too in her own way, in her dog way. And, and, uh, you know, that he raised her just like I did and that he was really important to her. So it's definitely brought us closer together. And, and I am really, really glad that I have her still and that I have Levi as well. Um, it's just wonderful to have dogs still around to, to be with. Um, so we are going to take a, quick break and we'll be back in just a few minutes you're listening to the dog talk show on alternative talk 1150 camley electric incorporated is a full service electrical contractor from simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects. Our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area. Licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website, kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Who is 
Jopra. What is Jopra? When is Jopra? Joe Janot is the host of a brand new show called Jopra. Joe has been nicknamed Jopra by his friends and colleagues who find his advice and insight to be enlightening, just like a certain other talk show host of World Without. Born and raised in Seattle, independent-minded Joe Janot is bringing issues to the airwaves that make you ponder, laugh, and deliberate. The Jopra Show is about the ins and outs of food and drink, relationships, entertainment, and so much more. Get to know Jopra every Thursday at 2, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Alternative to what? Alternative to everything else out there on the radio. Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Show. I'm your host, Julie Forbes. You're listening to an evolved perspective on life with dogs on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. And we're talking today about uh, my experience, and we've had some callers talking about your experience. We do have time to take another call if you've lost a pet or or dog, I guess, if you've lost a dog and or maybe you're kind of close to having to make that decision, please feel free to give us a call. I would love to talk to you. 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527 or toll free in Western Washington, 888-298-5569. And, um, it is something that is certainly part of the deal of living with a dog or living with a pet that we often have to make that decision of that we probably wouldn't have to make if dogs lived in nature. Uh, somebody told me, um, you know, something that we forget is that because we bring animals into our houses and live with them in our houses that we then end up having to often be the ones to have to make that choice of, okay, you know, is it time now to end their life? Because if they, um, lived outside in nature, they probably would have been gone much sooner. And it just, you know, nature takes its course and they wouldn't have survived as long as they do living in our houses with us, with the you know, vet care that we have access to and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's hard. It was a really hard part for me of the whole experience. You know, my discomfort with having to make the decision, okay, go ahead and end his life when it's the last thing that I wanted to do. But I felt like it was the only thing that I could do to protect him from suffering um, you know, I didn't want him, I didn't want to just wait for him to crash and to have to put him down in crisis. Um, I, you know, I didn't want him to suffer. I didn't want him to die on his own, you know, in a way that was really uncomfortable or scary for him. And, you know, surgery wasn't really a viable option either. I certainly explored that. Um, but with a 12 year old dog, um, and and just the odds that, you know, this was caused by tumors, very, very likely cancerous tumor, very, very likely that it was an aggressive type of cancer that had spread, you know, it was like, okay, well, there's maybe a, you know, miraculous chance that he would survive. But the risk was that, you know, they, I go in, put him through surgery, they go in there and open him up and just find tumors everywhere and then have to put him down on the table. And then it was really important for me to, um, be holding him when he left. It was just so important for me, you know, that I got to control his last day to have, you know, for him to be happy when he went and to be in my arms was, seemed like the best thing that I could do for him. Um, but man, it's, uh, it's not easy. That's probably the hardest thing that I've had to go through. Uh, one of the hardest things for sure. Uh, we have Heather in Seattle on line one. Hi, Heather. I just tuned in, so I didn't get to hear a lot of about what you were talking about, but I understand you're, you just put through having to put your dog to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've had to do it before, um, and um, I'm in a position now where I have a very, very old dog, yeah. and it's very difficult because I, too, want to have some control over how how it happens and I, I struggle every day almost with do I do it sooner than later so she's at home and comfortable yeah um, or do I just kind of let things take its 
course, but I'm also terrified. I don't want to end up in a emergency situation where it's chaotic and stressful and she's at the vet and that sort of thing. So yeah. I don't know what your experience was, but I know I know how hard it is. I mean, even the last two dogs I've had to sit to sleep were older, but they were ill, and it was very obvious. Yeah. And with, with my dog, it's like she's just old. <laughs> she's just really old. She's 16, and mm. she's hanging in there. She loves her walks and loves eating still, but it's still, you just, it's yeah. the hardest thing. And I, I'm sorry. I know, I, I know how hard it is, so. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. All I can say is I'm yeah, sure every dog there. owner out there has to go through it, just like you said, and it's so yep. difficult to be to have to make that choice for another living thing. It's yeah. really excruciating. Yeah, it really is, and there's no real there's no real easy way around no. it. It's like damned, no. damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah. yeah, and you know, people have different philosophies. I know people that have let their animals just go and let them go and go and go and die on their own and that's I've seen that with other people's pets and it's that makes me uncomfortable but I know I know how hard it is for people to let go so we just you got you know I'm sure you did the right thing and that you just have to know you do the right thing by your animal I mean they know that so Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for your call. We're going to send you back to Darcy to get your okay. information. But uh, okay. thanks for sharing your story and for uh, letting me know that you know how I feel. Yes, yeah. absolutely. All right. Thanks, okay. Heather. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you know, something that I was clear about, um, and it's a really good point that she makes and that I wanted to clarify for people because sometimes it is more clear than others you know, the dog might just get obviously sick and they're obviously having a hard time. And and sometimes dogs just sort of fade out slowly and it seems like they're still, you know, doing okay, but at the same time not. And that it's basically, you know, in making my decision, you can only do the best that you can. But what I was really clear about was that it wasn't about me, that this decision was all about him. And so trying to make my decision based off of his best interest and just being really clear about that and not letting my own needs get in the way when he needs me the most, which was really in his exit. So thanks, everybody, for your calls and uh, anybody who's going through this. I feel I feel you. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place with the dog talk show on Alternative Talk 1150. One foot on the ground And by protecting my heart Truly I got lost In the sounds I hear in my mind All of these voices I hear in my mind All of these words I hear in my mind All of this music And it breaks You've been listening to an encore presentation of The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Julie returns next week, January 2nd at 2 p.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150.